welcome to the Wrestling Shit Post. I'm one of your lovely hosts, Chadley, alongside Dylan. And joining us over the phone is... Omega. Alrighty, gentlemen. Monday Night Raw to kick things off. And we're starting with not only Omega's favorite wrestler. <laughs> oh, God. What? How is Fuck your Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> so, that your reaction to seeing him walk down the, the ramp? Yes and no. Um, as much as I hate him, I will never deny that he makes things interesting. And to avoid a rant, I will let you take it from here. <laughs> well, uh, Paul Heyman obviously joined Brock Lesnar on this, and uh, they talked about what was going to be the main event for the night, the 10-man battle royale. Um, Chad? Uh, I, I just love a good Paul Heyman promo, and this was a great one. Uh, Paul Heyman proceeded to introduce each of the men involved in the match in the best Paul Heyman way possible by insulting them and explaining how they had no chance against his client. So the 10 men that were uh, introduced for the match were Seth Rollins, uh, Randy Orton, which was kind of surprising to see uh, Big E, Cesaro, uh, Braun Strowman, Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, ugh. what was supposed to be Daniel Bryan, but Sami Zayn took his place, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. Yeah, that, that was what was and- interesting is this was a cross-brand 10-man battle royale. Actually, we should note one thing about this promo overall and the selection of the wrestlers involved. Because Paul Heyman outright acknowledged that he has the keys to the kingdom to a certain degree in the midst of his promo. So he selected these people himself. Yeah. If you're if you translate the promo that way. So yep. from my from my perspective, I think the selection was extremely interesting for for uh for the most part, at least on the SmackDown side. Um especially with Big E um, because he was the least expected person to be picked for this. Sami Zayn is expected with Paul Heyman. You knew he would pick Cesaro because Cesaro can go at any level. Um, And then the raw, the raw guys were all the same. So whatever the fuck on that. But I just think the overall selection and him acknowledging that he picked them because he's in charge was was very interesting yeah i didn't think of that aspect that that does make things a lot more interesting story-wise yeah they're obviously setting up you know everything for this this transitioning role for Heyman. i don't know if you'd really call it a transitioning role but um it's more of just turning paul loose yeah this is basically what he's been doing Except it's been, well, you know, if you ask me, I would do this. Or if you're smart, you'll do this. So but, then, you know, that's just my two cents. Omega, you got anything else you want to say about this? 
Um, no, that was pretty much it for me, considering that, again, uh, Paul cuts a great promo. He planted a seed to something that could eventually be great. Like I said, I just want to see the end results, because from my opinion, from this selection of people, he's basically picked the people that he wants. We just have to see where it goes in the future. It's going to be in, in the foreseeable future, obviously. Um, it's definitely not going to be immediate with like Big E being part of New Day and Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that. But it's definitely it's got it's piqued my interest. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the the first match of the night. Uh, one of the famous two out of three falls matches that they've been doing on a pretty much weekly basis. Now. Um, you had Ricochet joining the Usos. Versus Robert Roode, or is he Bobby Roode again? No, what is Robert Roode. Okay, so he's back to Robert Roode. Acknowledge the stash. Right. Joining the revival. I I thank God he's he grew the beard out. Oh, thank God. You didn't like just the porn stash. He looked like he should be on a um pedophile registry. With that mustache alone, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's the fucking truth. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. offering free mustache rides. He kind of looked like that uh, face app that's turning everybody old, like already. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like he already used the face app, face swap, whatever you want to call it. Um, okay, so two out of three falls match. Ricochet gets the first pin against Scott Dawson. Then you have the the revival on their team get a pin, and then the winners, Ricochet and the Usos. So, well, yeah, because fuck the revival. Yeah, yeah, they're right. obviously getting good, good old treatment of the old FTR there. Uh, Omega, overall thoughts on this match? Um, this this in my opinion was just a filler match for what followed um, after the match because right. this the match literally served no purpose. Like uh, after the match, what was it? AJ Styles and the club came out. Yeah. Wrecked Ricochet and just to push their storyline forward. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it was a solid match for a TV match. I'll give it a, I'll give it a solid two and a half, but I got nothing on this. Yeah, well, I I loved when AJ and the club came down. Uh, I, I'm just loving this club reunion thing. It's great. They're actually – it seems like they're doing it in the right way this time, and they're going to use them to their full potential. Please do not fuck this up, creative. Uh, I would agree. I, I liked the, the angle that happened after. I just feel bad and weird that we had to have a match just to set that up for them him to get mugged. Well, we could right. have done something else here. Yeah, true. But you got to give your your top guys and you got to give Usos something to do on Mondays. So Oh, I understand. That's what I'm saying. You could have made a just tag match and then just had yeah, Ricochet jump backstage. You'll see a backstage and, jump event. Or Use the as your. Uh, I'll let you make a point in a sec, Omega. I'm almost done. I promise. Yeah, yeah. First of- <laughs> that's why you have the squirt bottle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would have been okay with 
having the club jump ricochet before the match starts. That's your TV transition. Okay, we come back. Okay, well, this match is having to be restarted now as just a regular tag match. And, you know, we dropped Bob or Robert Roode from the match as well. Ta-da. Yeah, true. Could have moved into that. Right. Overall. Which was actually the point that I was going to get to with, with Robert Roode. Weird-ass name. Um, he was on TV for the first time in a while. I actually had a match on TV for the first time in a while. Um, like, he served no purpose here. Like, literally, they that was the ex- exclamation point of making a six-man tag just to make a six-man tag. Yep. Yeah. So, another filler match. I mean, they... they I, this is getting so dumb that they're using the Viking Raiders like they used to use AOP when they first joined and just did a bunch of local enhancement talent. Squash match. Yeah. So that ended quickly, obviously. There's really no need to talk about that. Do you guys agree? I mean, they look great. I love their finisher. Yeah. And and more or, or less, you have to acknowledge that. For it, but... <laughs> All of that true, yes, but we have to acknowledge that when they have these squash matches with local talent, whenever they first get on the roster, they typically have big plans for them in the very near future. That's good. What about AOP, though? I mean, AOP won the titles, but they didn't hold it for very long. Well, part of that was due to injury. Oh, true. Yeah. I guess we're right on that one. Are Are they both healed now or like? Yes. When are we going to see AOP again? Do we know? I don't know. I, I have conflicting information. Supposedly somebody's injured again. I couldn't tell you who. Um, but at the same time, I, but at the same time, I'm just like, how does this happen so fast? So I'm, I'm not clear whether or not somebody is injured or whether they're just not using them. Um, because well, we saw them on TV on a backstage segment not that not too long ago. I saw but, one of them. No, we saw both. Both of them were there. Okay, yeah, I'll to. Uh, and that. then I think we saw both of them again uh, in a segment chasing our truth, at least once. Yes, that's the segment that I'm referring to. Okay. Well, I hope to see him soon. I kind of miss him. I think them and Viking Raiders would make a good feud. Oh, I agree. They definitely. Good God. I just don't get why we dropped Paul. <laughs> True. Um, True. Yeah, I, that that was a Vince call. Um, I know. Uh, no, I, no. Yeah, there were rumors about him not wanting the road schedule, but it was all Vince. Yep. Well, maybe since they've been off TV and gone for so long, that it's a possibility he comes back as a manager, especially with the new direction they're heading. I'd be okay with that. Give I, let that be a creative storyline telling of them getting. We need Paul. That's what we need. This is what we need for our push. They're not that smart. <laughs> we can dream, can't we? Hey, we'll know. We'll know kind of the direction they're heading after next week's Raw with the uh, reunion show going on. So, um, we're gonna cut right into the Drew McIntyre promo which I'll let you guys say your opinions first before I say mine on this one. I don't even remember the promo. He, he walked into the locker room. Uh, you have oh, Cedric, yeah. Finn, Street Profits. 
Uh, I like how, uh, in this case, Finn is the token white guy. Oh, 100%. It was like, okay, this is just kind of odd. Is, did we just throw him in to try and be, I don't know. Finn's just trying to hang with the bros before he goes on a three-month vacation. That's true. I could see that. Pretty but, much. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much... Rar, I'm gonna kick anyone's ass. Hey, Cedric, you pulled a slick one on us. Yeah, don't oh, yeah. you do it again. Cedric was kind of like the main focus for this promo for McIntyre and set up. Uh, Thank Matt. God. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. I was just happy to see Cedric Alexander in a match on TV on Raw. Right, like a and not in a mask at the beginning and you know right. all this stuff. So uh, let's just go right into that match because it happened immediately after. Um, Cedric versus Drew McIntyre and I think everyone was kind of shocked that Cedric pulled the victory off I wasn't I mean I was a little shocked but I was very happy at the, the end of it oh if anybody was actually upset at that I'd be surprised Um, because honestly uh, Cedric needed something and if Paul Raymond, what I say, Raymond, Paul Heyman has, has the reins, uh, he knows talent when, uh, when he sees it. Everybody knows, quite literally, Cedric Alexander is up there. He can go toe-to-toe with AJ Styles if he wanted to. Um, so if this is going to lead to something great, I mean, honestly, the match didn't make it feel like that to a certain degree. Cause he got his ass handed for them to him for the most part. Um, so, cause he, he definitely didn't come out looking strong, which is unfortunate, but if he can keep up the momentum and, you know, keep coming up with good matches, especially against drew McIntyre right now, right. We can see some great things for the near future. Yeah. Yeah, he, he looked good, and uh, I think everyone was happy to see Alexander get a, a TV spot, and not only a TV spot, but against a reputable competitor. So, yeah, um, and pull the fast one and, you know, kind of derail Drew McIntyre's plans for the summer. Well, it was also good for them to showcase Cedric Alexander being able to not only hold his own, but pick up the victory over an opponent that large Mm -hmm. that's kind of a good showcase to Vince especially hey look this kid actually can take on some of those bigger dudes so he can actually handle his own in that you know uh, upper card role so yeah Chad and I have actually got to see Cedric wrestle twice now Um, one was a house show on a Saturday night in Tulsa and then the other was Smackdown live, but he was part of two Oh five at that time in Tulsa as well. Um, so yeah, we've got to see him in person. He's, he's fantastic. You bastards. <laughs> I know. So we then have a Finn Balor and Samoa Joe promo. And he Finn he talks about how losing to Shinsuke was tough. Um, Samoa Joe decides that, you know, let's go ahead and hand Finn a little bit of my business. 
because why not? Why why not? Why are we not going to beat the shit out of Finn Balor because he decides he wants to take a little break? Which I'm curious to hear both of your thoughts on what's happening. Why is Finn Balor taking this break? Is we he fed have- up? Is he, is he pissed off? Like what? Is, is, does anybody know anything else other than I he's exhausted? Like- I suggest that we speculate on that when we get to the to the news section of Raw at the end of our review here. Yeah, true. Good call. Yeah, that, that one that one's gonna have so some thought to it. The uh, the match takes place, isn't it? Pretty much right after this promo, or is yeah, it a little the, bit later? Roman Reigns had an interview. Okay, right before the match, as they were setting up the match. Gotcha. Um, and just basically, you know talking about how he's had a really good week with the SB awards, the teaming up with the Undertaker. Um, you know, so it's like, he's like, Oh, I'm going to win no matter what, um, which we'll get into what happens for that match. Uh, but then my favorite part of the night, and I'm sure I can probably say that for everybody well, else. Hang on. The match happens first. Well, yeah, but that's what this whole match is what, this happened okay. part of it, you know? Okay. So Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor. Um, obviously, we kind of indicated from the promo that Samoa Joe was going to be dominant in the match. Um, Which he were your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if Joe's not dominant in a match, is it even a Samoa Joe match? I just love <laughs> it's that cool. even after the pin, he decides to, you know, throw him in the clutch and Night night, Finn. But didn't actually go night night. Well <laughs> Right. Like yeah, that, that, honestly, that like that was a weird transition. You get the win by submission choke out, but then you get right back up and whoop his ass. Like nothing no, just no, no. happened. You, you win by pinfall, then you choke his ass out. That's what happened. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um but still, just a very weird transition for that. Like, how did you recover that fast? Nobody recovers that fast from the Coquina Clutch. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of transitions, but- probably one of the best transitions we've seen in a long time happened right after the match when the lights powered down. And they covered this great on commentary because they're like, we, we seem to be experiencing some power outages. Well, I know they've been having rolling blackouts in New York, so uh, may, maybe true. we're having issues here in Philadelphia, too. Yeah, which were 100% true about New York. So they right. were like, you know, maybe it's other cities now, blah, 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 making it sound like it was something completely different. But then once the lights went off completely, we all immediately in our heads... Well, you could hear no, you could hear the sound of someone getting the shit beat out of them. So I assumed that okay, the club is jumping Balor, yeah. and we're we're going to beat him back into the club. It's good. Song. But I'm so glad what it was there instead. You know, before <laughs> we talk, before we get your opinion and what happened and. Uh, Obviously, before we, I say this, Bray Wyatt shows up as the fiend. The fiend! And God, that mask. Yeah, that mask was beautiful. But it was so funny because, like, not even 20 minutes before that, I was telling Chad that I read something about Bray Wyatt, and it said that, well, he could be, like, later on down the road to come back. 
Yeah, and... they, they were speculating. Um, an inside rumor was projecting uh, not having the Fiend ready in time for, for SummerSlam, um, that it was going to be probably closer to, like, Survivor Series. And it just wasn't ready yet. So, and then not but 20 minutes later, the Fiend shows up in the best way possible. Delivers Sister Abigail to Finn Balor. I'm curious to see if it's going to have a new name. Uh, we'll see. But Omega, what are your thoughts? Not. I don't um, know. It might, be, it might be Abby the Witch. <laughs> um. But my thoughts on on this segment um, is personally, I'm just glad to have Bray back in any in any form. Um, seeing the fiend in the ring was actually great. I'm just curious yeah. as to how this is going to translate into him wrestling um, because True. he slimmed down a lot. Um, yeah, with he looks good. Kudos on, kudos on that. Um, so no, knowing Bray, um, as creative as he is, I'm expecting a slightly different wrestling style. And but I'm curious if he's actually going to wrestle with the with the mask on or kind of pull like a corporate Kane Demon Kane thing, um, with his character. Yeah. Uh, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I, see I, mean, that he, I see that he's going to wear the mask in the ring. And I say this because I've been reading a lot of stuff that is talking about how in the ring, he's going to be the fiend, but outside the ring, it's still going to be a firefly funhouse type role where he's just that overly happy. Doesn't know any wrong type, you know? Um, yeah. And they even talked Which about like, sense. they talked about for setting up the, the match with him and Finn Balor for SummerSlam uh, that, you know, he's going to be that character again and apologize to Finn. And I would love that. And it was, it was dark though. It was like, I'm, I'm apologizing, but at the same time, don't wake him. Like don't mess with him. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which after we talk about the rest of raw, we need to bring this, this segment back up because I want to talk about, the rumored match for SummerSlam, which is Finn Balor versus uh, Bray Wyatt. And will we see the fiend in the ring and will we see the demon in the ring? So, um, God, I hope so. Yeah. So <laughs> next segment was a 24 seven title segment. Oh, this was, it was, uh, I, I was the beginning of the that. best 24 seven segment we've had, in my opinion. <laughs> Drake Maverick and his beautiful wife Renee are checking into a hotel. Yeah, it's under the uh, 24/7 champion. First off, where'd you get all that damn cash? Second off, yeah, there really is no second off. I, I, I just yeah. love the start of this segment. I mean, it, so <laughs> they, they check in, they get her, they get a suite. They uh, they head up to the room. They order a bottle of champagne because I'm finally gonna consummate my marriage. But then, then a wild r truth appears out of nowhere with a referee in tow and a mighty crisp one dollar bill to hit my main man to get you to type the the name uh, Hornswoggle uh, in in your computer right there. I'd really appreciate it. And it's spelled H O R N 
Swoggle is what he said. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. God, I love our truth. And then you had uh, the Street Profits jump in the end of this promo and uh, talk about his obsession. Well, one of their obsessions with, with Nikki uh, Cross. Nikki Cross again. And it got a little awkward because I believe the one doing it is Montez Ford. No, Montez and it's yeah. Angela is Dawkins. Is it Angela Dawkins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least they didn't be that stupidy. Yeah. I was does, afraid it does, was well, I was afraid it was Angelo Dawkins. No, you're right. It is Angela Dawkins. My bad. I was afraid it was Montez Ford because he's the one that's they've publicly made it aware he's married to Bianca Belair. That's why I was like, why? But okay, well, if it's if it's right. Monty or uh, does, Angela, that's does fine. Angela Dawkins not realize that Nikki's husband's back in NXT? Right. And obviously, when we talk about NXT, he's going to be brought up because Jesus the Beast Christ. of Belfast is back, baby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Angela Dawkins bit off a little more than he can chew with uh, his little crush on Nikki. There, we'll see what happens there, but. <laughs> It may end at a crossroads. Don't you dare. Don't you dare start with those puns, you bastard. Don't you dare. <laughs> um, we'll, moving on. We we'll made it 30 minutes into this without a bad pun. <laughs> Actually, no, I made the bad pun with the lights out thing. <laughs> Never mind. But moving on to the, I think the next thing was another six man tag, I believe. No, no, you actually had the bullshit between Zack Ryder and Mike Kanellis. Or should I say, it should have been Maria Kanellis because her unborn baby could have done better than he could. Well, oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about that. It was a backstage promo as they were coming, and then they came out. But uh, Maria was like, no, I'm going to wrestle tonight. I'm not going to let you wrestle. You're pregnant. Well, then you better get it done in the ring. See, I told you you should have let me wrestle. The match was literally ring the bell, Zack Ryder off the ropes, boom, Rough Ryder, one, two. Yeah, fuck Mike Kanellis. I think they announced that match lasted all of 17 seconds. Yeah, something like that. So are, are we? Do we know for sure that this is just like punishment for Mike and Maria for coming back, signing a big contract, and then Maria getting pregnant again? Punish- that is part of the speculation, but at the same time, I've also heard rumors that Paul Heyman is actually the one, like that. I guess the creative has wanted to do like, like legitimately a like cuckold storyline. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I've heard. So Haven's like, okay, if that's all y'all want, I got this. So as, as much as I dig in the dirt sheets, I have not come across that, but I will say this punishment or no, they're on TV. So I personally can't, I wouldn't complain if I was them. Right. Because even under punishment, it's crazy storylines. One, people are talking about you. Two, you can get over with the stupidest shit. Yeah. 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 So, uh, moving on though, because I don't want to spend too much time on this one. It's kind of pointless. Well, that we've covered everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, now the six-man tag between AJ Styles and the club versus Lucha House Party. I was kind of shocked by this guest. 
Well, I mean, they, they grabbed whatever three-man tag that they could, you know, essentially job out as quick as possible, but still look good. So, Lucha House Party. It was a good match. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no denying that it was a good match. You have, combined, you have six of the best workers in WWE, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. Lucha House Party doesn't get the respect they deserve. As much as they're on Raw, you would think that they would be put in the in the tag team title picture by now, but whatever. Um, right. But again, this was just one of those matches that kind of helped push a storyline uh, because yep. uh, midway through the match, um, Ricochet comes out and starts raining down on AJ Styles. Yep. That. So, yeah, which I'm I'm loving, like we said before, the whole club AJ and Ricochet feud going on, and just them being dominant again, and showing that the the creative is moving into a better direction. So, thank you, thank you, Paul, thank you, Paul, so much. Right. Yeah, this is basically thank shout out to Paul Heyman on this one. Thank you, Heyman. I, I think I, I don't know if this is okay to say, and this is actually coming from me, but thank God he's Jewish because I'm about to claim him as my personal wrestling savior at this point. Um, it's it, it's just casually getting better. Like even though this wasn't the best RAW in the last month, it was a it was solid a solid average RAW, but it's still so good. Right. Yeah, it's very good. Um, okay, so. Uh, you move on to a Seth Rollins interview, uh, kind of like the Roman interview. Seth just comes out, talks about how he's upset, obviously, that he, he lost his title. Lesnar may have got the best of me, but that was that. That was that was then. This is now, and it's going to be Monday Night Rollins again. Which I love Seth Rollins. I, he's my guilty pleasure wrestler, um, you know. And uh, maybe just because, like, he listens to a lot of metal music like I do. That's probably, like, why I connect with him on a, on a weird personal, like, I'm back when I was 12 years you old. You just again. connect with him because he's as close to Becky Lynch as you're ever going to get. No, that's about right. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> Becky, if you ever listen to this, I will be your man. I'll be the man's man. I'll be the man's bitch. Whatever you want to fucking call it. Becky, he'll let you be the man. Yeah, for real. Um, Happy International Women's Day. Mom and Dad, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. No, he's not. Yeah. He regrets nothing. Um, okay, so one of the next well, the next match um, is where we get some, some of the women involved from the roster uh, to determine uh, – Becky's opponent for SummerSlam. So it was a four-way elimination match, fatal four-way. Alexa with Nikki in her corner, of course, versus Carmella, versus Natalia, and versus Naomi. So it was good to see Naomi back on screen because she's kind of been off for a while, hasn't she? Yep. Yeah, it's been, it's been a few months, more or less, I think. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. First elimination was uh, who? Carmella, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which they were. They were kind of thinking Carmella was the favorite. So I was. 
Well, of course, Car- Corey Graves thought Carmelo was the favorite, but that's a whole separate issue. He's yeah. got a little bias. Yeah, that, that's a whole separate issue in and of itself. But um, each it, it was a it was a really good women's match for for TV um, recently. Oh, the crowd didn't uh, think so. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't want. I want to go by the, through this bit by bit because Carmella uh, is eliminated first, and this is when the crowd is still into it. Like re- they seem relatively relatively indifferent, but it, they definitely were just like following it at this point. Um, and then what was it? Uh, after a little while, all of a sudden. I think were were the remaining three still in the ring at this point when they started chanting um, that stupid yes. ass chant? Okay, so Alexa was going off on Natty and Naomi, and just all of a sudden you start hearing faintly, "This is awful." I'm like, "What? What? Excuse me? Yeah, the fuck? I literally wanted to choke everybody in that fucking crowd." Okay, like, like this set the most disrespectful shit you can do to wrestlers in the ring after (laughs) chanting, after chanting, you can't wrestle. Okay, motherfucker, I want to see you get in there and do better. I don't care if you're tired of Alexa being the star of the women's division or whatever. You do not chant. This is awful. Yeah, which. Alexa had no problem taking that to the Twitter universe and calling people out. <laughs> good for her because, like you were saying, that's just it's disrespectful. Like you get your like I'm in the process of training to become a wrestler, and I don't know what I got myself into. <coughs> I mean, I felt guilty for eating the bread in my Ar- Arby's sandwich tonight. Oh shit. <laughs> And it's, all, and it's only bag. been like two weeks. You probably so haven't that, even taken that's, run a lap. that's how serious it's already already going. Um, okay, so Wait, hold, on. hold on. Quick question though: Have you even taken a bump yet? No, I, I've been in a boxing ring uh, as a to get familiar with how a ring feels in a sense, and do uh-huh. a little bit of boxing drills. That's all I've done so far. I'm still in okay. the process of cutting. I'm still in the process of cutting weight and putting a little bit more muscle on before I actually get in the ring and take a bump. I'm probably wow. six months out from taking a bump. Okay. So, if I if I stay on the path I'm on right now. Okay. So, moving, continuing with this match, um, I think uh, who eliminated Naomi? Was it Alexa or? Uh, I believe so. No, Natalia. No, yeah, Natalia got that one. Yeah. Okay, Natalia eliminates Naomi, and then it finishes off with Alexa versus uh, Natalia, which it was a good back and forth between them. Like, I I literally, like, regardless (laughs) of what the fans thought in the arena, I thought it was a good match. Um, But it was definitely surprising, thankfully, that Natalia won. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was very happy about it, and I I told Chad right before the end of the match, it clicked in my head that SummerSlam's in Toronto, Natalia's from Canada. Yep. So obviously, yeah, we're gonna put Natalia in the match because it's it's home country. So, and she's yep. and she's been in the business long enough to where she deserves that respect. If you're gonna well, have a pay per view, it's also called 
WWE ticket sales have been suffering lately. True. That's a natural draw is putting in someone from that hometown. Right. Well, not, she's not well, from home Toronto. Country. Well, she's just, home, yeah. well, you have Renee Young on commentary who is from Toronto. Right. Very true. And is very, you know, very vocal that well, she is from Toronto. And, of course, Kevin Owens being from Canada as well is in the match. So, or not going to um, be in a match. Um, and then finally, after the match was all said and done, Natalia cuts a promo. Um, I don't really have any notes on this, so I'll let you guys take it. Oh, well, well I mean, Becky Lynch was at ringside on commentary. Yeah, yeah. Well, she during was the match. Oh, she, she was, was sitting just, there yeah, watching the match. Seeing what was going on. Yeah. And obviously, Becky and Natalia have a lot of history. And, you know, Becky actually shows Natalia a uh, sign of respect and claps when she got her pen against Alexa. But then immediately afterwards, Beck or Natalia calls out Becky, and Becky goes, "Oh, don't get confused. Just because we were friends, you know," and went on her "I'm the man" type role again, and kind of shut Natalia's hype down for the night. Yeah, she did her job. <laughs> yeah, she yeah yep. she she's doing around doing the man things, especially when she's got an injury right now apparently or she's just really sore from the match i don't know that end of days was brutal on her it, was, yeah. it looked brutal uh, okay you Hello. go into we got two more segments that they had they had a lot of segments this episode which they were good segments yeah. though um and then you got the main event so the, uh, the second to last segment was ms tv um dolph requested to be on Miz TV. So Miz had him come out. Miz and Dolph are friends, been around together for a long, long time. But then Miz gets that little jab in there about him losing to KO in 17 seconds. And um, Ziggler, oh, you weren't even on the show, blah, blah, blah. And then you set up, obviously, a Miz versus Dolph feud that we'll more more than likely see at SummerSlam. Yeah. Omega, your thoughts? Uh, I got nothing on this one. It was just another segment to me uh, because I, I'm i pissed at the position that Miz is on right now and then with the booking around Dolph Ziggler in, gener- in general, I'm extremely unimpressed, so I literally have nothing here. Yeah. And that pans into what I was about to say next. I actually read something a couple hours ago when I was finishing up at work that uh, the Miz is about to get a pretty big push. Apparently, it's about so, goddamn. Oh God! Thank you. The question is: Will it be a push as a face or a heel? Uh, they're talking face. I I I hope so. Um, just you, a quick second. You, you got KO being the face of SmackDown now. And why not also give, you know, Miz this kind of same opportunity, but do it on Raw. But what were you going to say, Omega? Um, I was going to say, um, like, the Miz, in my opinion, not including Seth Rollins last year, uh, was the hottest guy in WWE. Um with the whole intercontinental title run that he was coming off of and all, all of that. 
Um, legitimately, I, I, he, and for him to go through all of that to get this over after a literal decade of being hated and despised and colored as boring to being to getting legitimate to get legitimate cheers as a heel before he switched into a face and not be put not be put in a main event spot at that time is 100% solidifies to me that the booking behind WWE is 100% trash Unless he legitimately said, look, I don't care. I, I Like, I don't care. Just put me on TV. I can understand it. But to not put him in a title match at least one time in that period is fucking criminal. At this point, I want him to be the one to take the title off of Kofi. I don't care if it's heel or face. It just needs to happen. Well, he is technically part of Raw. I know they're doing this whole cross-brand thing, but... Um... I, I don't I don't I, I see him going after the universal championship if they're going to push him. And I think he would do really well as a universal championship. It's completely something out of left field. It's new. Well, uh, I, I have a. Uh, you know, I think we may also have a new possible contender for the uh, U.S. T- or not the U.S. title. God damn it. Uh, Chad's very the universal. Yeah, that dab hit me good. Um, <laughs> the universal. See the other one that starts with the U. God That's damn what it. I just said. What I was trying to say is, I think we may have a new contender for the universal title coming from SmackDown Live that we'll talk about in a moment. Hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to hear what you, what your high ass thinks. Which, by the way, Omega, I think. I found the key to keep Chad to shut the fuck up when we're talking. Spray bottle? No, I haven't even had to use the spray bottle yet. Uh, <laughs> he took a really, really big dab, and I set that up for him. So we're he good? Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so, so best segment of the night was next. Is the last segment of the night was Drake and Renee about to consummate their marriage. And Drake is wearing what looks like nothing but the 24-7 title. It was a very well-positioned title. You you could see, like, when he turned sideways, you could see something white sticking out just a a touch if he turned just right. But he kept it very well-positioned to the front, backed, backed up when he needed to instead of turning around. So it looks like he's not wearing anything well the, uh, the champagne finally arrives in the room and uh the, okay you bring, bring it in okay you, you oh uh, this is usually the part where you guys leave why are you taking off your shirt wait i recognize you you're a wwe referee what are you doing here how did you find me Oh no! And okay, where is he? Starts freaking out. I know truth is coming. Where is he? Starts flip checking under the bed, flips the mattress, and then truth crawls out from the champagne cart. Tries to roll him up and get a pin on the floor. Nope. Instead, flops him onto the bed, rolls him up in his tidy whities. One, two, three. 
We have a new 24-7 champion. You know, I don't know what was more embarrassing for Drake on this one. Uh, getting pinned up in your tidy whities on a hotel bed when you're about to have sex with your wife for the first time or when he got pinned at his wedding. Vote in the let's, comments below. Let's real quick ask this question. Do you think Drake Maverick even has enough shame to be embarrassed about anything that just happened? Nope. Touche. There will be not, there will be no questions in the comments below. See, I think I think creative had to talk him into tidy whities. Nah, we're yeah, we're t- no, no. I'm saying this no. is rock star Spud. The man would have totally worn, you know, basically bikini briefs for men if he could have. No, no, I'll top you, you on that. So? He would have. No, he would have worn a whipped cream bikini if it wasn't PG. Oh, my God. Why did this not happen? Because, again, PG. Uh, but but still, well, just the entire that, segment was great. The entire segment was great. Him, the combination of him and R-Truth can literally do no wrong. The only person oh, yeah. that I feel the only person that I think that will be able to like improve upon, upon this. Well, actually no, maybe collectively if they wanted it to for shits and giggles would be the new day, especially Xavier Woods, maybe, uh, and, and Biggie. Um, Oh, like, good God. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately they're in a position where they don't need to, but if it ever happens, um, I'm here for it, 100%. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the 24-7 title would be perfect to uh, for returning legends to, uh, to pop in, beat someone for the title, and then maybe lose it like the next night on SmackDown or something. I'm telling you, glass breaks, Stone Cold takes 24-7 title. Calling it right now. <laughs> Or even one of the legends just coming back randomly to help someone, like one of the, you know, newer guys on the roster. Here, I'll do you a favor. I'm already here for the show anyway. Boom. There you go. Pin him. Walk away. Uh, There's rumors that Kurt Angle might bring the milk truck back. Please, for the love of God, are you talking about for next week? For Monday. Yes, that's what I mean. Four days from now. Yes. We can talk about more about that in a moment, but um, moving on to the next segment, which I think was the, is it, was it the main event at this point? It's hard for me to keep them. Yeah, main event. Okay. Well, you know, obviously we were kind of frustrated that this main event was going to last all of 10 minutes. Yeah, no joke. Like, yeah, we, I think I I, I think we need to show everybody's entrances, really. They could have had a match yeah. if they didn't show everybody entrance show everybody's entrance entrances right. and then cut a commercial. Yeah. Oh, and you know, I mean, not to mention the match took even less time than we thought it had because there was a promo or not a promo, but they kept, you know, 
talking and shit after the match. Right. Like, th- I, I have my personal theory about why they did the entrances like that. Okay. Um, because, you know, nine times out of ten, if a person doesn't have an entrance, you know they're going to lose. It's basically jobber status. Um, but the fact that they actually took the time to televise all of the entrances made it seem like, okay, every person in this match is important. Um, regardless of the fact that they only had maybe 10 minutes to do whatever they needed to do for this match. Cause we all agree that it needs more time. Um, but I just, I just thought it was interesting because like I said, they all came out as important people rather than, you know, this guy's losing, you know, that guy's losing and just giving the entrances to who, who would it be? Seth Rollins and Roman. Yeah. Typically. So, yeah, that's just my take on it. Yeah, okay. I can I can understand that. I guess I was just so frustrated. It's like, really? That That's all this match is getting? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the quality of the match was good. I would have liked to have seen Surprise. more of it, obviously. Right. But, Surprisingly, um, they were able to to make it really good in the short time they had, especially Cesaro. Yes. <laughs> Which, unfortunately for Cesaro, he was the first eliminated. But he definitely got to showcase his strength. Yeah. In the match, so. Gotta give him credit for that. So Cesaro was the first eliminated uh, by Bobby Lashley. Uh, Strowman then takes out Lashley. So I don't know if we're going to continue this feud between them. I hope not. I hope not. I think it's over at this point in my mind, but who knows? I I, I think that was just big man eliminating big man. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn gets a pretty big elimination against B- Big E. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's Big E. He's not really up there yet, but still, him being in this match is interesting, as I said. Like we said earlier, it was a shocking thing to see, see Big E in this match, but I'm happy for him. Yeah. So, uh, Randy Orton got the next elimination against Sami Zayn, and I'm just shocked Randy Orton's in the match. Um, you know, especially with the speculation that he's suffering from a neck injury. So we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, then Baron Corbin takes out the the little man Rey Mysterio, and then Rollins wrecks shop and eliminates Corbin, eliminates Strowman and Reigns, and it's him and Orton left in the ring. Well, which I thought they were setting up for Orton. Well, it was a surprise that Orton was still left in the match because Orton had, you know, slithered, had gone through the middle rope at some point and was not actually eliminated and just stayed on the outside right. biding his time. <clears throat> and then boom, the uh, the Viper goes to strike goes for the RKO and gets interrupted. So were you, what were your thoughts? I mean, did you expect Seth to win this match and go on to SummerSlam? Oh my God. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> um, I, Vince has a current boner for Seth, so I wouldn't be surprised if he runs with it until Survivor Series at the least. Jesus. Um, Now, but the real question is, with Brock holding the title the entire time or back and forth between him and Seth? 
Brock's holding that title, dude. There's no way Seth is getting it back. Um, like this would be a whole separate rant, but ultimately the way that Brock is booked, he's not letting go of that title soon. Like I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say it, but I'm, but I think he's going to be in another WrestleMania title match. In my opinion, I, I, I'm about 50, 50 on that, but do you think he could instead possibly drop it at the Royal rumble? That's, that's a very good possibility, but it would still set him up for a match at WrestleMania. Exactly. Yeah, he enters the Rumble that year, surprises everybody, wins the Rumble, gets his title opportunity. Well, no, no, no. But I'm going to hurl. Well, that, that too. I'm totally going to hurl. <laughs> I know, but tell me it's not a great idea. It's a horrible fucking idea. Okay, from a booking standpoint, it's a horrible thing. We are talking about WWE's creative here. In the words of Vince McMahon, that's the the shit right there. That's the shit. Um, (laughs) it's, It's a horrible fucking idea, but with Paul's booking style, um, It'll get over regardless, in my opinion. I just think it's fucking horrible. I'm just tired of Brock Lesnar. Oh, like, agreed. I'm really fucking tired of Brock Lesnar. Agreed. But, um, okay, so but anyway, you have a, you have a little uh, in-ring action between uh, Heyman and Seth on the Mike's side of things. And Heyman, you know, is talking about how Lesnar is just going to tear Seth apart. Come SummerSlam. He's going to victimize. Yeah. Didn't he also say sodomize? No. I think that's just the... the... That's no, just you I... being weird. Yeah. Okay, no, I thought I swore I heard they that can't at say some that point. PG. I know, that's... What, well, okay, they're moving close... They're pushing yeah. the envelope closer to PG-13. They're not, not going to jump the line that quick. Okay. I'm just... That's why I was they, asking... Everything's a transition. Um, but then Seth takes over on the mic side of things and just uh, tells the truth and just says, hey, you know, or, well, his side, uh, you know, his truth, what he wants to believe, um, that I'm taking my title back and it's going to be a repeat of WrestleMania when I stomped your face in the ring. So, yep. I think he'll get a, a couple of stomps in, but we all know what's going to happen with that match. So, uh, do we have anything else before we get into the rumors surrounding or news surrounding Raw? Um, no, let's just jump straight into the news about Raw. There's um, a couple things, actually. Um, and actually, this, this is just the overall WWE news thing, but there's been uh, some stuff popping up about, you know, questioning is Ronda going to come back to WWE um which, which a lot of, a lot of sources like, are saying her return is imminent yeah and and the big glaring uh thing uh sign for that is that not too long ago uh on WWE's homepage as soon as you open it there is uh a video saying should Ronda Rousey return to WWE so there you go with that so yeah, I mean, do you when when are you expecting her to for her to return at this point? Um, 
I don't know, but in my opinion, it doesn't really matter as long as her return doesn't take away from somebody else. Like say if, uh, I, oh Lord! If uh, Becky and Natalia have this match at SummerSlam, I don't want uh, Ronda to come out immediately after ma- the match and take away from the winner at all. I don't care if it's Becky. I don't care if it's Natalia. But I don't. I just don't want a repeat of the Royal Rumble, whenever she debuted, because that to me, as important as it was, just spit in the face of everybody else in the match. That's just me. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I see. Um, well, I think the biggest thing to talk about in the news and rumors for Raw uh, from this week is on Monday's episode, the reunion. Yes. There's like 40 confirmed stars at this point. Shit. Yes. And a very, and a very big one, in my opinion, because this person has not been seen in WWE since they left. And it got to the point where they were actually trending for a little while today. And that is Melina. And personally, I'm excited for that um, because she's still an active wrestler. So I oh, legitimately hope. Yeah. Um, she's been working the independence since she left very successfully, I might add. Um, so if this leads to her coming back in some capacity, legitimately, I want it. Um, because granted, I know she had some bad blood, supposedly, uh, when she left. Uh, with her being invited to come back, it seems like that it's all been aired out. So, yeah. Well, and remember, like you said, Heyman has an eye for talent. And Melina has lots of it. She can talk. She can connect with the crowd. She can put up the mat. And she's the right type of a build for this modern women's era. She's, she was a a lot better. Okay. I'll put it this way. She's a lot better than the divas era. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Especially now, because like I said, she's worked the independence. Exactly. So, so Lord knows what she can really do now. Like I as far as her career goes since WWE, I haven't one hundred percent kept up, but I have seen little matches here and there on YouTube. So and they're and they're worth watching if you can find them. Um so yeah. Sweet. Uh, also announced later today was Candace Michelle. Um confirmed on her Instagram account she's gonna be there. Nobody is surprised by that. Moving on. Well, they're also, <laughs> have you heard anything about John Cena? Has he said anything? That's one name I, I'm sure that hasn't been announced. Uh, another name they're saying is The Rock. I think the they're going to get Rock? The Rock for a SmackDown thing. Yeah, The Rock, I've heard, is supposed to be making a return in general. When, I don't know if it is for Raw That'd be great. As far as John Cena, I know that he's currently filming for the next uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, so I don't know if his schedule is going to allow it, but it's John Cena and he, he usually has pull wherever he goes with whatever he's doing. So he may pop up as a surprise because he it's hasn't the been there as well. So 
Yeah. Um, well, and the other thing is, if we don't see him now, they've also made a big deal that here in a couple, you know, like a month or so in September, back to back nights, they're gonna their WWE is going home to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, true. So you know, you know, one of the two of them, the either there. The Rock or Cena, may show up at that one. Maybe if they don't show up here. Very true. Trying to spread who they have that they can pull out. That's why I've saw the rumors that uh, Rock will be used when the SmackDown moves over to Fox. Yeah. But one thing to to note on this reunion is this was not a Vince McMahon idea. USA demanded this to happen. That's awesome. For once, the USA came up with a good fucking idea. This yeah, alone put Vince in the corner. Oh, Lord. Yeah. The, uh, I, I can't complain about this idea from USA because normally you, their ideas are trash. Right. <sighs> but um, is that basically it for Raw News? Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious. I got one question to, to ask on this. Um, do you think we're going to see any feuds between any of these uh, superstars we haven't seen in a long time? I doubt it because it's, it's basically just going to be like, oh, little segments here and there. There will probably be uh, a click segment in the ring and backstage. Yep. But beyond that, I don't really see anything beyond the usual like they did it like the, the Raw anniversary or – Reunion or sorry, twenty fifth anniversary, thirty whatever yeah. it was. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's just a whole bunch of. Well, there were there are two, there are three that I want that I read about that I want to talk about that there's possible feuds that could could just pop up. Uh, okay, the first, <laughs> the first being the Undertaker and Sting, um, which they've kind of been teasing that within the last few weeks, anyways, by cryptic videos and. Uh, stuff like that and like this whole what could have happened if Sting and Undertaker wrestled back in the day uh, okay what? Quick, question. quick question yeah <laughs> anybody know how old Sting is uh, I mean old. I, can, I can find out real, real quick find out for me I want to I want an exact number when I say what I have to say here <laughs> searching now okay um while you're searching that, no, he, um, he is 67 years old. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. So, with that being said, Sting is 67 years old. Undertaker is uh, pushing 60, at least. Um, yeah, mid 50s. Now, we all know why Sting had to retire. Right. These bastards are just teasing this shit to give to get a little pop on tv for ratings that is it sting had to retire due to spinal stenosis and if you're not aware with spinal stenosis um if you're not too careful you're gonna be fucking paralyzed you'll be a paraplegic right um john cena himself at one point had this but he was young enough to where he could actually recover from it as we've seen yeah Sting is almost at the average age where most men die. He is not. 
he is not going to be yeah, able that's to. That's going to be a casket match. <laughs> oh, God, that's morbid. <laughs> that's um, terrible. That what? Is... <laughs> you got to have one good last casket match before The Undertaker calls it quits. <laughs> Just okay. why not? Why not anyone better than Sting who he's never wrestled? But the way that you just led into that after I said what I said. That he may die. That's why I said it. <laughs> you, you bastard. Hey, I'm okay. trying to go. I'm trying to be in the top 10 trending tonight, okay? I, I, okay. I, I, He's not Vader. <laughs> oh, well, see, now Chad just took it to an even worse level. God. No, that's one thing. He doesn't want to die in the ring. Vader legitimately wanted to do it until he died. Oh, that was his wish. Well, he did. So. I know. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Because I said what I had. <laughs> moving on. There's there's two other rumored matches that could end up happening, and one that's kind of funny to me. Okay, just say it. Mick Foley taking the twenty four seven title from our troops. Oh God. I'm ready for my sense. Yeah, it makes sense because he's the one who introduced it. So that would be great. I'm with it. I'm 100% with it. Yeah, I, I'd love to see that. That'd be good. And then uh, the last match that's rumored is not anything to do with the people showing up. It's people that we'll see showing up in 20 years from now and they do another reunion show. And that's Sasha Banks making her return and feuding with Bailey. In 20 Please. more years? Well, no, we're talking about Monday. Oh. We're talking about how, like, they'll be on a reunion show 20 years from now because they're not legends now. That's why I was saying this one has nothing to do with the legends that are going to be on the show. Okay, today. you phrased that really weird, bro. No, you're just really stoned. Omega? Thoughts? I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, you're no I help. Just, I, I just want Sasha Banks back, um, regardless right? of of the statement um <laughs> but just yeah i just want sasha back baby come back i don't know the words after that but yeah <laughs> me in my heart i still believe we were meant to be i don't know if copyright stuff, but there it goes right you there. can see um, the look that chad's wife is giving him right now <laughs> after him singing well the best part is she has headphones on yeah so she, all she saw was the dancing no that's how bad i heard it oh ouch rude yeah anyway right, so can we get to smackdown yet yeah we need to move on to smackdown because we took up a lot of time um about that. Hey, hey, hey. Raw required a lot of time, let's be honest. But yeah, quickly That's moving true. on. Very true, very true. Um, okay, so SmackDown. Uh, Chad, start us off. Well, what was our first match? Well, Chad, you yeah, watched the segment like, last night. The first segment was the Town Hall, which yes, is a very okay. segment. Yes, um, which they announced the, the Town Hall on Raw the night before. Um. The the town hall, they, they had basically everyone except Kevin Owens because naughty, naughty Kevin Owens. So we had him barred from being out there, but we had everyone else supposedly on the roster. Um, finally got to see Buddy Murphy on television. 
again. Yes. Um, um, and actually, he got to talk this week. Actually, let's follow the linear progression of this because it, the whole thing, in my opinion, was very interesting. Yes, good point. Because um, it start it started off, you know, uh, Shane is trying to get somebody to talk, and they're all just like, "We don't care, dude." At least that's what it came off as um, at first. And then Roman comes up, is like, "We really don't care. You're a jackass," and and leaves. Yep. Um, it and. It was just like, for me, it was the weirdest thing because it's Roman. You would expect him to be up front when this whole thing started. No, he walked from from behind everybody to make it dramatic, which was really stupid, said that, and then left. Um, which, and, and to me, it served no purpose if that was all the fuck he was going to do. Um, right. And then Charlotte. <sighs> fucking Charlotte. Charlotte, to be fair, they, they kept with her character. They did. They did. Um, it's just that she's just so fucking annoying. She like I know. For, for everybody who's listening to this who might be a Charlotte fan, I will take the heat for this. I don't care. She's basically, oh, I'm my dad without a dick. And the McMahons have loved me since the day I was born. Fortunately, just like Charlotte, <laughs> I, I thought we were interviewing her for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fortunately, at this point, um, one of my favorite women on the roster, Liv Morgan, is finally on TV and gets to talk. Right. Calls out Charlotte for her crap, tells her to shut the hell up. And... In my in my opinion, it was the highlight of the night. Anybody who tells Charlotte to shut the fuck up, it should be a star in my book. Or Brock Lesnar. Fuck Brock Lesnar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Apollo Cruz got to talk as well. Which yeah, which was surprising. Um, which set set up uh, him with uh, wh- who was it uh, Andrade? Yes, because Zelina Vega and Andrade then cut him cut a promo on him next, uh, which is what set up the you think you're hot shit, you think you deserve a title shot? Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? See if you can beat me tonight. Um, yeah, and that, and that was that for them. Um, and actually we missed one before, before them, Buddy Murphy, as you acknowledged, finally got the freaking talk, um, which I'm, I'm pissed off at this because he, he was on TV. He got the talk and he sucked up the Shane really hard, but he got yep. back on TV tonight. Yeah. That called him KO instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you had, a. Uh, Elias, you know, obviously on Shane's side of things. Um, With an electric guitar. I love that. Not acoustic. They ended this segment with Cesaro with the mic, and Shane's all like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Cesaro's here like, I'm here to have another good match between me and Aleister Black. And Aleister was like, fuck yeah, bro, let's do it. I'm going to whoop your ass again. (laughs) Yep. Which uh, (laughs) you guys remember the other night when we were – 
uh, talking that we talked about how Alistair Black was going to get this push and how the Black Mass was going to be a, like, you know, protected. It's, it's going to be a, he hits it, they're going down in three. Yep. Which we saw that happen again. So I which, think they're moving towards that. Yeah. Another great match with them, by the way. Um, I, I honestly, I can't tell you remember what happened exactly in the match i just remember being impressed by both people again um it was basically just another great exhibition match with those guys and i really hope that they if they just progress with a program with the two of them for a while i'm with it yeah no i i think actually i read something today too that was talking about um some rumored matches for SummerSlam and that they're going to have another match at SummerSlam. Sweet. I'd be okay with that. Um, okay. So backstage, it cuts to a backstage promo with Dolph and he asks, he goes up to Shane and just says, Hey, I want a match with KO. Um, it, and, you know, basically Shane's like, Nope, he's gone for the night. And he goes, well, I think if you make it the main event, he'll show up. So, Set that up real quick, and then we move on to uh, Liv Morgan's in singles. Yay. Yay. Can I talk about this one? I want to talk about this one. I like this one, please. Yes. Yes, Omega, you can talk about this one. (laughs) Okay. So, first off, let me just criticize this. Everybody and their mother should know that Liz ha- live. Oh God, has her own goddamn music. But yeah, she's still coming out to the Riot Squad music, which was right? freaking stupid. Really freaking stupid. Um, but she actually had an impressive showing compared to everybody else on the roster. She is the least experienced person. Period. Um. But she was thoroughly impressive in this match. Um, the story in it was interesting um, because she's going up against a seven-time women's champion who is quite literally, at least under the WWE banner, quite literally the best woman in the world, as they would put it. Um, this is not me praising her. Don't get it twisted. I still fucking hate her. Um, right. <laughs> but just the fact that Liv's, Liv was able to to keep up in this match uh, to the point where she actually kind of put Charlotte against the wall for a minute was impressive and very impressive storytelling, especially in the end of the match. Once Liv, Liv tapped out to the figure eight, she grabbed the uh, headset, I think it was, from somebody. It's like, from, okay, Grabs it from Corey Graves and just sh- and says into it, Charlotte was right. I need to take myself. I need to be serious and throw, throws down the headset. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Well, and it's very, says it very emotionally. Um, you yeah. can tell she, she's upset. She's crying. Right. Or about um, to at least. Which I, I I I think it's interesting that they're doing this with her, but at the same time, I don't even think it's necessary because if this turns into a heel turn for her, I'm gonna be pissed because we've already seen her as a heel. She came out as a face on her first match since the since the uh, shakeup. 
And as you can tell, she was Back over in April. And, and, and like I said, she was over. You can tell she was over to a certain degree. She already has the look. She already has a personality that a lot of people can like, even if it is like this, like teenage delinquent thing, which the younger demographic would eat up. And then the weirder older guys would too. Like, I'm just a fan of her personality in and out of the yeah. ring. Um, but, but I just hope they don't fuck her up completely. That's all I want. Agreed. <laughs> don't fuck her up. Which, uh, we're just not going to put that evil out there. So, uh, let's move on. What was the next match, or what happened next? You had Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus Ember Moon and her mystery partner, which it was quickly revealed that her mystery partner was going to be the champion of the women's division, Bailey. Well, there ain't no stopping her now. Well, I don't know, because Moon takes – she gives the pin to Mandy after a beautiful eclipse, and Bailey takes the mic and challenges – well, basically has Ember challenge her for the title. Uh, yes, and I'm yeah. loving it. It it's wonder it really really good honestly. Um, Ember has been on the roster long enough to be in a position where she has a title match finally. Um, legitimately, one back from her injury too. Well, and coming yeah. back and looking this good after injury and coming back that quick. Right after and after doing basically nothing on the roster for so long, um, and, but to put her in, uh a uh, championship match in a face versus face dynamic is one of those weird storylines to me. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes because Bailey, one of the best, best women in the, in the company, uh, Ember Moon also, I'll put her in the top five as well. Um, I, I'm just looking forward to the match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fun. Agreed. Um, okay, so then you had a segment backstage with Shinsuke, uh, basically just saying, hey, I'm free to do whatever the hell I please. I'm the Intercontinental Champion. And you had Ali shows up. And Fabulous he. Yeah, congratulates his Shinsuke, but walks away with a smirk. So obviously, we're going to see a feud between these two, which I think will be a pretty good feud. You might have uh, what the rumors I read today that uh, – Ali will have title opportunity shot for the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. Well, I mean, he is being like pushed as like the Warrior of Light or some shit. Yeah, or um, Chosen of Light or some. I don't fucking know. He he's he's just the light. He he wants to be the light to change That's, the world. Yes. be be the change you want to see in the world. That's basically Ali. Yeah, I mean, you obviously know where I got Warrior of Light from, but um, so uh, what? Well, that's, uh, that's until uh, the Fiend shows up on SmackDown and turns off the light real quick. Oh God! Lights out. Bad pun. Had to throw it in there. Um, Very bad pun. Okay, um, so well, we can get that out of the way real quick. Um, they they touched on that and showed the Bray Wyatt. Um, 
aftermath of when he attacked Finn Balor the night before on Raw again yeah, they, um, they and re- talked about it on commentary. Recap that a lot in those two nights. Yeah, I imagine it was big. And he actually Go got all the way to number three t- trending on Twitter. I mean, it's Bray. Do you expect anything less? Nope, and I'm loving it. I'm just happy to see him finally doing something. Yeah. True. I'm just upset he didn't show up on SmackDown. You would think he's going to try to run rampant. Um, right. But, eh. Which I think uh, he will post SummerSlam, but they just need to set up a match for him first. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so New Day, which – I loved it. I love seeing all those boys wearing some gold. Actually, let's preface this really, really quick. Um, before the new day came out earlier in the night, there was a uh, they showed a WWE uh, online exclusive interview with Daniel Bryan, basically breaking down and cr- and almost crying during his interview, um, right. saying that he was trying to do so much for the tag team division and trying to elevate everybody in that division um, and talking about, and, and at the end of the uh, end of the interview, he's like, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. And it was, and it was over. So like you were saying, new day comes out and uh, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. So new days is celebrating, getting some gold, all of them, you know, wearing some gold. And then uh, this is the, also the part where Daniel Bryan interrupts and we're going to find out his uh, career altering decision that he ends up basically flopping his dick out on the table and teasing us about it, putting it right back in and walking off. Like, Which is weird as fuck. Because Didn't even call me an Uber. Like, <laughs> it just um, weird as fuck. And he was crying about it too. Yes. Like, what? What is happening here? So is this the point where doesn't he have a match? Well, Samoa Joe comes out right after Daniel Bryan and Rowan and just tells Kofi he needs to put his title up on the line tonight. And then Elias interrupts that. And Elias is like, no, I need the opportunity. It's my turn. And then Randy Orton comes out after that and is like, no, I haven't worn gold in a really long time. Blah, blah, blah. And so... And quick shout out to the New Day for, for this segment because we all knew what it was leading up to. <laughs> and they they just played into it so well, especially Xavier Woods. Playa? Is that what you're saying, Playa? Shout, shout out to Teddy Long. Um, right. His damn tag team matches. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, so that set up for the match to follow this segment, which was the New Day versus Elias, Mojo, and Randy Orton. Um, but very important to note here that I think this is Kofi's first loss in a while. Yes, it was his first loss since winning the title. Um, this was not a title shot. This was just a, a typical six-man tag match here. So yeah, um, yeah. So it was a good yeah, match. Which, it was a really good match, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, the six people in the ring, with exception to, to my opinion, Elias, are all proven 
very well-proven uh, wrestlers that can put on a good match with a broomstick if they wanted. Um, Elias, he's getting better, but eh, he didn't do anything spectacular in my opinion. Right. So uh, just to jump back a hair, um, speaking of Daniel Bryan and needing to go in a new direction, that is my prediction to jump brands for the universal title hunt. Oh, okay. That's a good pick. He's saying he needs a change. That's a change. Yeah, it's a pretty big one. Think about it. He could be the universe's champion at that point. Do you want to see that man get murdered? It would be great for him. I mean, it would, but at this point, Daniel Bryan seem is coming off more to me as a novelty act at this point. I know. Well, so, I did read something that they were talking about giving Daniel Bryan the push that he never, or the bigger push he never got before he got hurt and kind of going back to the old Daniel Bryan. Okay. I can, so, I can live with that. Which makes, that plays a lot into Chad's theory, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, because that makes a lot of sense if that were to happen. Mm. Um, okay. So right after that, we had a 24-7 segment. Carmelo's looking for truth. Finds him in a washing machine. Like, what the fuck? What the whole fuck? Where do they even find that thing at? And then her, well, bl- her blonde ass was like, hey, uh, I know exactly where to hide you in plain sight. Let's go to Comic-Con. Excuse me? Man, I had to dress up. <laughs> right. Truth, why do you have an issue with dressing up when you've dressed up as Carmella already to try and hide? Yeah. But then again, it's truth. Uh, so, we finally, right after this, got to have the uh, women's tag team championship match between the Kabuki Warriors and the Iconics. Finally so, happening. Yes. Uh, you had the Kabuki Warriors uh, actually win. I wasn't count out. satisfied, but it finally happened. Yeah. Um. This is another example of me to good storytelling in a match. Um. Even though I do feel that we were screwed. Still good storytelling. Um, oh, I agree. I just not happy about it. Right. Like they were getting their the, the iconics were getting their asses handed to them. Um, as and strangely enough, both of these teams I actually like on this uh, to the same degree for different reasons. Um, but Kyrie and Asuka basically murdered uh, Peyton Royce in the first minute and a half of this match. And it was no kind of beautiful to watch. Joke. Like, oh my god. Um, yeah. uh, what what happened? I love that, you know, the, the 10 second count out happens and then the Kabuki Warriors are like, no, no, fuck this. And <laughs> And then go and beat them up. 
Yeah, just oh god. That I mean, it was hilarious and genius. Just it it, it was it was right up the iconics alleyway, honestly. Um I I used to say that I hated their rain, but in this moment, I actually found the humor in it. Um but but yeah, that was basically the whole match. So I mean, I'm expecting, I'm hoping to get something big at SummerSlam for them. Like you would think that hopefully they're smart enough to book something like a cage match for this now. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, like you can't run away from the murder in a cage match. Right. Um, but I actually want to throw out a little bit uh something that I thought was really cool about this match in general. Just a little added fact. The Iconics were wearing um, gear that was inspired by um, a fan a fan art. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, their name is like uh, Cass Hummel, I think it is on Twitter. And she completely marked out about it. Like, I think it's really cool that they actually took the time to actually get that gear made. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, Iconics have always impressed with their gear, um, which you know is obviously you know that's that's a big thing for some people, I guess, and part of their their success, I would say, in a yeah. in a weird way. Hey, uh, they're they're out to please the fans in any way they can, right? And I think in uh, at SummerSlam we're gonna you know we're gonna see a big match for that, and I think the Kabuki Warriors will take the titles at that point. Hopefully, I need Kyrie with the title, please. And give my wife a title, please. <laughs> no waifu, no laifu. Yeah. Fucking so, weebs, all of us. The town hall meeting obviously set up all the matches for tonight. So we had uh, Andrade and Apollo Cruz go at it. Before the bell even rings, Andrade's already trying to beat up Apollo typical yeah but the surprising maybe not so surprising apollo cruz uh gets the pinfall on andrade yes oh god yes i hate again this is one of those matches where i hate kind of hate the fashion where it happened because it can't in my opinion it's like all of the people that deserved wins are getting their wins but they're looking weak when they do it in my opinion I don't I don't get what hap- what's going on with this this week, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I also felt like Apollo Cruz was the only one that said something against Shane that actually came away with a win. Yeah. You're right. It felt like more like everyone else was being punished for speaking out. Uh, right, so that rolls right into the main event of SmackDown. Um, you had Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens, and Dolph orchestrated the match. Um, what were your thoughts on this one, Omega? I mean, I, uh, I'm over it already. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great, but we want to see him versus Shane. So, yeah, I, um, well, I think Shane might. I heard something about Shane having an injury possibly um, or possibly just 
kind of taking a step back from actively competing for a little bit for whatever reason. Um, so we're going to get more Kevin Owens of being put in matches against uh, Shane's henchmen, which I have no problem with because all of anybody that they pick is going to have a good match with Kevin Owens. Um, but this Dolph Ziggler match, I mean, it, it was a good TV match. Um, I, I'll give it a, a, a three. Um, it wasn't too hectic. And, and you know, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, but yeah. Kevin really is really getting over as a face. Um, it's still kind of weird to see it earnestly. Um, but I'm liking where his direction is going. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's very awesome. And I don't know, Shane might be hurt, but they let him uh, take a stunner from KO. So, Well, like I've said uh, before, there are varying levels to Shane McMahon injury. There's the level of, I'm hurt, but I'll still let you kick my ass like with one good move for a segment. Then there's the level of I can't even do that out injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Shane is only at eh, okay, I can take one. If you if I have to take a second one, god damn it, I'm getting a couple weeks off. Yeah. Um and also and actually we do have to note about Shane during this match. That, um I think midway through the match, roughly. Uh, Shane came out with uh, all the heels uh, on SmackDown and Drew McIntyre uh, to basically surround the ring. Um, yes. And also, real, really quick, I um, I did forget about this, and I had to think about it. Um, only one of AOP was there, so that actually confirms my theory that uh, one of AOP is actually injured. So, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what happens next? Who walks away with the win? Who knows? Actually, said Kevin was, Owens. No, I said it was a no disqualification or no contest. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, Kevin, Kevin ran, got outside of the ring, stunned Shane, and then that's ran right. like a bat out of hell while being chased by the, by all the heels on the roster basically. Um, And the show basically ended with Shane basically coughing up a lung, trying to get his wits about him, basically saying that Kevin's going to get his. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when uh, I believe it turned into uh, Corey Graves on the mic saying, uh, a McMahon always pays his debts. I'm getting tired of the game of on SmackDown, like it's getting real heavy lately. <laughs> well, there are there's a lot of news for SmackDown that we can cover, and it's, it's something we can make brief too. For one, with the whole thing of Legends returning, not only will he be there Monday night, but he's going to be on commentary Tuesday, none other than HBK himself. So, yeah, I didn't know that one. Okay, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I had people, just seen that. People are speculating that he will take a permanent role. On commentary for SmackDown moving into Fox. Oh hell yeah! I would be okay with that. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool to see. 
Yeah. Um, Another bit of SmackDown news. We kind of touched on it earlier when we were talking about Raw. Um, is the speculation currently around Randy Orton? Um, he has some possibly has some type of neck injury or condition, possibly, um, yeah. which is kind of kind of weird considering uh, the position that they kind of set up for him with the six man tag, t- tag team match with pinning Kofi. Um, undoubtedly, that's going to set him up with, with a match at SummerSlam. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be his way of putting Kofi over before he actually leaves for a little bit. But overall, um, I think after the injury, the speculation currently is to set him up for his final run before he decides to retire. That is my understanding at the present time. Uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I can see that. Two more things to cover on SmackDown real quick, and then we'll move into NXT. Uh, there is a now special announced called Smackville. It's going to be held in Nashville uh, towards the end of this month. It's going to be on WWE Network on a Saturday night, I believe it is. Um, there's going to be a, a triple threat for the WWE Championship between Kofi, Samoa, and Dolph. So that'll be interesting. And I think there's an intercontinental match as well. So far announced for that, but there's going to be some more, I'm assuming. Uh, And then the last thing to go over is just the fact that a lot of stuff with Fox progressed today with SmackDown. And NXT. Yeah. And the news of that, at least. Yeah. Um, Which they're apparently planning another reunion once that happens. Um. It'll begin on Friday, October the fourth. That's been officially announced, right? So, um, there's also right around the corner. Yeah, and there's also uh, I think that Fox had an idea of doing a special before the show debuts, an hour special to kind of introduce them to the uh, the roster to their audience. Which right. honestly, their audience is just going to be us anyway. Um, right. yep. <laughs> so. So it's like, okay, whatever. Um, uh, and there was something else about that as well. Not the NXT thing, but what was it? Um, oh, the fact that it the, the debut episode is like the 20th anniversary special episode as well. Yes. Uh, I thought there was something else. I, I, I feel like we're missing something. Um, I think it's just the damn. NXT part. Okay, well, the NXT part of it, um, I'm going to cover this because it kind of pisses me off. Um, <laughs> but there's also, it seems like there, there's been rumors since about April about Fox wanting to pull NXT and put it on their network as well, which I guess could be a good move, but at the same time, I think is absolutely stupid because if you put it on a network, in my opinion, officially, it is not developmental anymore. Um, and on top of that, if they want it, and then on top of that, if they want it, it's going to go up against AEW and hello, Wednesday night wars. What the fuck ever? Um, stupid, stupid suggestion by Fox. I understand why they want to do it, but again, it's really stupid if WWE goes through with it. Um, because there's a lot of people saying that they pretty much only subscribe to the network for, uh, NXT. NXT. 
which it, which is really stupid. If if you're if you're just yeah. subscribed for a single show, what about your pay per views? Right. Are you one of those jackasses that just make a thousand email emails so you can get the quote unquote free month? Like, what kind of stupid shit is that? Um, well, not the fact that but you can go back and watch fucking anything. Right. Oh you know? yeah. Like, uh, plus they've also not now got the stuff from WCW on there. They've got the best stuff from ECW on there. So they're they're using their the what they've bought out. They're using it wisely. They they have the entire back catalog of anything that Vince has bought since he actually took over WWE from his dad, and that's yes. and that is quite All literally independence even right. And then and then and then the add on top of that because there's also rumors of this as well with the possible changes to the WWE network. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there's been speculation that uh, they might start airing evolve shows uh, on the net on the network, which I think possibly I didn't mention this before when we talked about it uh, with the evolve special, I think they were trying to get a feel of, you know, would the people watch this? Yes. Um, but at the same time, it was a weird time to do it, considering it was also going to be going up against AEW. Um, so if they were looking for it, they probably didn't get the answer that they wanted. And that idea was probably just destroyed, in my opinion. Um, hopefully not. So but hopefully not. I found the post that you sent us earlier about the SmackDown and Fox thing. So I'm going to go over the last two things that we didn't cover on that, that I think you were talking about. And then we're going to move on to uh, NXT. Yeah. So uh, to go over what you didn't remember, what none of us remembered was that they are going to, they're promoting this as a sport and not entertainment anymore. Which is great. Right. So I'm curious to see what that's going to mean. And then the other thing is that they're going to go back to a talk show that will air on Fox Sports 1. So. Wait, a, a talk show? Yeah, kind of like talking smack. Oh, okay. I get it. Um, okay. Actually, if, if they're going to do that, they might as well just... Because there was also rumors about them wanting a third hour for SmackDown as well. In my opinion, if they wanted to do that, they could either do a talk show... Um, right at, at the uh, 10 o'clock hour um, yeah. for their yeah. third hour of the show. So, But I think that talk show needs to be a separate show. Oh, undoubtedly. 100% it would have. Uh, because otherwise, it's that part of the ratings will go <laughs> 100%. Um, but yeah, either way, this whole Fox transition is a, is a headache to me. And, and obviously I'm just a fan. I'm just like, just give me the fucking show and make it as quote unquote realistic as you can. <laughs> Cause I really want to see what their version of more sports like would actually be. I have my theory, but I'm going to keep silent on that until then. Uh, so let's move on, unless you guys have anything to add at this point. Uh, no, not more on that. Ready to, ready to cover NXT and then touch on a little bit of uh, some AEW news that I feel is important. And then 
wrap this thing up for the night. But uh, one thing that we failed to do between Raw and SmackDown was the strain of the stream, Chadley. Is it time? It is. It's definitely time. It is time the of the stream. So, Dylan, what have we been smoking today? It's another one of those things where I don't know what the fuck was in the bong. Um, all I know is that I'm feeling great, and uh, I'd learned the secret to keeping Chad's mouth shut for the most part. Get not, me baked. Like, just get him high enough to the point where he gets up and uh, doesn't know what he's doing. So. Yeah, that actually happened. Mm. so yeah yeah it was great um so let's go right into nxt because i'm i'm high from the strain of the stream (laughs) called strain of the stream because we're not even streaming yet because it's a double s we gotta we gotta start streaming soon we need okay would you prefer it to be strain of the day no we need we need to get a camera um, I'm right. not going to change the term Okay, I'm going to cut all of this Because that was fucking terrible Thanks to you um, But uh, the reason why it's the strain of the stream already Is because I don't want to have to fucking change my catchphrases and shit For when we do start streaming Makes sense So Boys and girls, it's time for the strain of the stream. Dylan, what have we been smoking today? Uh, well, we kind of had a little bit left of the salad, but this time it was in a bowl versus a joint, um, which whatever the fuck was in all of that was great, great. quality weed. Um, I think we just need to do that from now on. Just buy a bunch of different strains and just throw it in and mix it up and see what happens. Also, throughout the stream, we've been hitting a couple of dabs supplied of Durban poison supplied to us by Reup Dispensary here in Tulsa. Today's smoke sesh is brought to you by Reup Dispensary, located in Tulsa at 62nd and Peoria. Hit them up for all your quality flower and dank ass needs. They've even got everything from bongs, grinders, and everything you need. Reup Dispensary, 62nd in Peoria. Which they've become the unofficial sponsors of the show. They just hasn't 100% sponsored us yet. We're working on it. Um, NXT. NXT indeed. Mama Mia. Great show. Dear God, I love this this week's episode. It was great. So, start off the night, uh, we had one of the superstars that got to compete in the Evolve 10th anniversary last weekend. None of those, well, both, I guess, were in the Evolve 10th anniversary special. Both Matt Riddle and Arturo. What did you think about this match? Um, Honestly, it was almost the best n- match of the night. Uh, but I loved watching it due to the fact that it was basically two MMA or mixed uh, martial artist dudes going at it. Um, yeah. Like, like I, I honestly, going into it, I wasn't that interested in, um, what was his name, Arturo? Uh, oh, God. I have no clue how to pronounce his last name. Ruos? Is Ruos? How it, that's how it looks. 
at least. R U A S. That's how it's. Yeah. Have to look but, he's Brazilian. <laughs> but this match officially made me a fan of his. Um, or maybe it's just the fact that him and Riddle have s- s- styles that are so similar. It was just magic. Well, like, I, both, I believe they're both trained in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, or that, at least that it might. Would, it wouldn't, I'll put it this way: it wouldn't surprise me for the bro to know it. Yeah. Um, but this dude was also bringing in capoeira, and like it was such a different style match that it was so refreshing seeing Matt Riddle having to go from, oh, I'm used to this more, you know, grapple and strike style to, okay, I'm switching into, you know, my mixed martial arts background knowledge. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, man, it was, oh, like, God, the, it was great. Yeah, you know, we didn't see going for submissions. Uh, well, well, did. We, we did, but it was the it. It, well, it was different style of submission wrestling yeah. than his normal is what I mean. Right. He had somebody to actually play with. In yes. The room. Like all the transitions were fucking. Oh, my God. Just. Oh, yes. Uh, but... I hope that they can build this guy right with some experience. I mean, legitimately, he has the experience. He just uh, needs to be on TV more and get in yes. in a program with somebody because he literally has it all there. He literally proved it by going with Matt Riddle, who from the independent scene was one of the best and, yeah. in my opinion, still is. He's good. Agreed. My bad. Uh, I meant – uh, needs more exposure as opposed to experience. Okay. So um, uh, Matt Riddle wins the match, obviously, because they're not gonna they're not gonna let the bro lose. Right. Um, but then what, had, what happens uh, next? You had Killian Dane make the Beast of Belfast returns and runs fucking wild. Senton yeah, uh... after disgusting Senton. Yeah, it was a beautiful last Oh my god, that last one. Ugh. Yeah. I can't believe he agreed to take that. Shit, I would agree to take that. And I'm not even a wrestler yet. Um Ebony and Ivory, baby. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh I think this might be setting up something. I don't know. We could see Matt Riddle and Killian feud a little bit, which I'd be okay with. It's hey, I'm okay with yeah, that. I think it'd be a good um, match. I, I'd be okay I, if honestly, they take that onto the card. 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 Um, I think they've actually faced each other before uh, on the independent scene. I can't confirm. I'm gonna have to find it. I do know that they might have crossed paths in. Uh, I guess at the time it would have been WCPW before it turned into Defiant. Um, okay. Is that when I'm he not, was, not. was he Damo? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Look at Chad with some yeah. knowledge. I, I have the occasional gym. I've done some research on some people. This is one <laughs> you don't have a job, ladies and gentlemen. Damn straight, oh. you look up quality wrestling on the independent scene. Support indie wrestling. 
This coming from the man who has barely watched any of the promotions that I sent him, but okay. <laughs> hey, working on it. I'm working, working on, on it. it. <laughs> you know, starting this whole podcast is like made me like wake up in the middle of the night and look up wrestling shit because I forgot to do it before I fell asleep. <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on to my personal favorite match of the night. Yes. Uh, it was uh, Dexter Loomis, I believe his name is, versus yes. Bronson Reed. Okay, yeah. so yes, this was a match for the breakout tournament. Um, yes. the winner would go on to face. Do you know who? Well, I, I don't even know who the how that's that bracket set up, but well, that's, they, not even, they, that's not even important because of how this match was. Well, first. Omega, why don't you explain Dexter Loomis? Okay, before I even explain Dexter Loomis, I just want to say that uh, I was familiar with Bronson Reed before I was familiar with Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, this Russian assassin-looking bastard, comes out looking like a complete psychopath. And his aura is fucking incredible, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. The shit that he did in this match, I did not expect. Because like I said, I hadn't seen any of his stuff. Occasionally, you know how you might see some stuff pop up on your Twitter feed or, you know, possibly even YouTube from like the NXT house shows. Right. I haven't seen any of his ever. And when he did that motherfucking flip over the top top rope into the superhero landing, he pulled a whole fucking ricochet. Yep. Uh, it, it was at that moment. I said, fuck yes. Give put this man on the main roster right now. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't even care if he's not fucking ready, but if he can put on a match like that, with Bronson and a character like that, and can you know the no, actually the best part about his character? Like, I don't even know what the fuck it really is, other than the fact that he looks like a fucking psychopath. The man doesn't even have to talk. I'd be fine with him just casually showing up on Raw or SmackDown, just standing there in the middle of somebody else's segment and staring them down. And that, and, yes, and it would fucking terrify the fuck out of anybody. I swear to God. Um, oh yeah, the the bigger the point I was gonna make is I the the fact that the man can continue and keep that character going and stay in character throughout the entire match and everything that well. Holy shit! And be that creepy. I love it. Um, I would even love him to be the new Randy Orton popping out of nowhere um, and using that, you know, just kind of setting up that assassin, you know, striking from the shadows. Right. That would be creepy as fuck. It it, it would. It would. Um, But I've never thought I'd say this, but I kind of I, I officially understood how Vince feels when he sees a big muscly man. Um because I, I'm, I'm a I'm a fan of characters, uh, slightly more than I am for work rate. But this guy just, in my opinion, has it. But again, uh, the match with him and Bronson, good, decent back and forth. Uh, 
Bronson, very big man. And I'm for some reason, I'm a fan of dudes with his body type because they always seem to be really impressive. And he showed up and showed out as well. Yes. Um, quick uh, side note on him. Uh, is he Samoan? Uh, I, I mean, I know he's from Australia, but I mean, it's really not that, you know, far. Yeah, he's um, honestly, I want to say he's Maori. Uh, I could be. Mistaken. Okay. I could be mistaken. I know he mentioned it during his little promo pack package before the match started. Honestly, I can't recall. Um, but he's definitely, okay. but he's definitely Polynesian. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's that's probably the better way to put it. Well, overall, I think that was the best match of the first round. Brought the thunder from down under, and holy shit, picked up that win. And honestly, let let me say this about about that match. It was the best match overall in the tournament so far as well. Yeah, like the first round, which has only been the first round. That concluded the first round. Right. Um, but, but to say that against other people who are actually more well-known, like ACH and Swerve, like, dude, the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think he has been the best-kept secret of the tournament Was were these two. Yeah. No, the best-kept secret's on SmackDown. What? Barely. <laughs> Barely. Um, Hence well, why best-kept secret... Unless, according to Shane, not anymore. I want to bring up uh, the next part, which is um, a SmackDown star going back to NXT. Yes. And Apollo Crews versus Kushida. And honestly, Apollo Crews looked like the way he did before he got put to the main roster. Just yeah, it's it's, Apo- right. it's it's NXT Apollo Crews. Yeah. Now, didn't pick up the pinfall or the the victory here. Well, that's that's because it's Kushida, right? Which I wrestle forever. Like Chant, come on, these two are great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Omega, your thoughts? Um, again, it uh, nothing against Kushida, but it was just another Kushida showcase, like we like you guys mentioned a moment ago. Um, definitely a good match, but, uh, just because of the fact that we knew the purpose of it, I wasn't that invested in it other than, than to, you know, see what they were going to do in the ring. I agree. I mean, not to take away from the quality of the match, but no, yeah, I, I completely agree. We, we knew, we knew Kushida was picking up the W. Yeah. yeah. It was just a matter of how how over or how dominant of a victory right and and again I'll, i i've said this a lot this uh this uh stream um the fact that it's another good example of good storytelling in a match kushida got yes. hits in on the arm um slowly it affected apollo throughout the match until he got the hoverboard lock in and you know tap 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 we have a winner yep yeah. So going on to the main event, and then I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on NXT UK, and then we'll wrap it up with a little bit of rumors and stuff going on in AEW. Okay. But main event was Adam Cole defending his NXT championship, which he thought well, he was going to be doing against no. Tucker. Well, no, no, no. 
jump the gun a hair against, you know, <clears throat> someone in this video package. And it's the video package of Johnny Wrestling going back to the uh, the gym that he used to train at. And uh, it's, you know, where he, the promo where he puts the uh, NXT championship belt over the uh, um, big black guy that was, uh, you know, starting to train. And he's like, that could be you one day. So the same one.